if I were to put together a podcasting expendables consisting of all the folk at Simpsons Index, all of them, OGT, Quest Fantastic, Roll to Cast, Roll Plus Heart, and all the other affiliated shows and guests and stuff that we're interconnected with, including the people I've interviewed for Screen Mayhem. So we've got Fund Eleven, the writer of Sharknado, and the guy who played Liam Neeson in the Amazon Taken show. If I get them all together, what what do, what do we do? What do we do in the podcast? <laughs> Just um, mow down faceless henchmen, apparently. Uh, I mean, <laughs> or I guess- every time I, I am going to say heist. Uh, every time <laughs> I, I do have one coming up If you want to be part of it uh, Good friends of ours in another podcast So keeping the links going uh, Nick from Pods in the Key of Springfield Like and subscribe yeah, Is a big Swifty <gasps> And uh, wants Taylor Swift's yeah. red jacket oh, no. From the red portion of the errors tour oh. and, uh, look, Even I know what that jacket looks exactly. like and it's, it's spectacular So uh, I want to heist that thing <laughs> You son of a bitch I'm in Yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Never thought I'd see you again uh, after last time. I'm exactly the right age for this shit. <laughs> Alright, so I'm going in p- posing as the bass player of her band. <laughs> You'd fucking nail that. <laughs> I could be the obsessive fan who's very uncomfortable and distracts all the security. Yep, yep. yep, yep nice, nice. And then everyone else just keeps the car warm. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be the guy that swoops in when the plan goes wrong. But actually, the plan was supposed to go wrong. That's oh, the big shit. twist. And then other people are going to be like, you son of a bitch, you didn't tell us that. And I'll be like, well, we got out, didn't we? <laughs> you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. It's... We all son of a What I love about it is that, in this instance, Taylor Swift is like the Andy Garcia, who's just looking <laughs> pensively at monitors, like, they're not getting my jacket. Yeah, and for I some don't reason, go on stage been... without my jacket. Yeah, it just has an accent as well. Like, oh, those fuckers are going to get my jacket. <laughs> She's also doing Al Pacino for the third one. It's just yep. like, no way, no way. Fucking kill to watch her play. The, I'd love it if the next, if they did a sequel to like either Ocean's 8 and did Ocean's 9, which is going to get confusing if they keep that going. Yep. When they meet in the middle. Are they really sequelizing o- Ocean's 8? I don't think so. I don't think it made enough money. Yeah. But if they did... I would for Oceans nine and or fourteen, Ugh. it will a crossover event. Oceans fourteen and nine, that would be fourteen by nine. Cross with the Expendables, <laughs> yeah. And then you're just doing fractions: fourteen over nine by two. <laughs> Love to go see the new Oceans movie, but I just don't know what to say at the counter. <laughs> Oceans pie. <laughs> An infinitely recurring sequel. <laughs> I need you to find me 0.1458 of a person. Thing, a podcast that has killed more people than the plague. I'm Paul to death, and I am joined by, uh, once again, by the fine folk at the Simpsons Index. Good day, EW, and Throne of Games slash Dragons of the House <laughs> when it eventually materializes. Come on, George R. R. Martin. I feel like you're to blame somehow. It's Elliot O'Neill and BT Calloway. Yeah, hey, how we doing? Yeah, we are. I feel like mm-hmm. I sh- should have brought a weapon or something to be my my gimmick. <laughs> 
Um, I don't oh, have. I got, I got some pens. I'm the guy who has a lot of pens. <laughs> that would have been a pretty good opening thing. What would your um? Oh, you'd have been like, like, do you know how John Wick can kill anyone with a pencil? Yeah. Katie yeah. Maiden, friend of the podcast, always had a joke, which was when the the beginning of the movie when he's like hammering at the basement and he pulls out the uh, the big box. She <laughs> joked, "It's just going to be a load of pencils in there." <laughs> yeah, just a stationary box, like protractor <laughs> compass. <laughs> Gets a load of staplers, which. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the idea you're doing that thing, you're holding the pen against someone's throat, and they're like, wait, wait, it's a pen, what are you going to do? And then you click it in, and then... <laughs> it shoots all the way through and embeds on the wall behind. <laughs> well, the guys joined me at a very special time of year. It's the inaugural Algorithm Month. Can't help but feel that Algorithm Month would be a lot more successful if I did absolutely anything to promote the show online. <laughs> I feel like that's a crucial yes. part of all this. It's not how we do it. We're, we're old school. Uh, yeah, we are. <laughs> and also, social media is just a... I mean, how the fuck do you get a footing in it these days? Well, indeed. God. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I need to set off a large destructive sign on yeah. top of somebody's office space just to get noticed around here. I think... Uh, to my understanding, you need some kind of dance, and then that'll TikTok well. The OG team yes. dance. Yes. <laughs> Come on, OG team. I need you to arrange this and send us your applications, and we'll pick the best one. But you're right. I want this podcast to be put, um, old school. I want kids to find it in the bushes, in the parks. <laughs> <laughs> Just like our daddies. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I also feel like Algorithm Month would be a lot more successful if there were any movies coming out this month that people actually gave a fuck about. Mm. <laughs> so far it's been, oh shit, we're tapping into the Poirot crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and now we're getting that hot, hot Expendables energy because we are anticipating the release of Expend Fourballs uh, by travelling all the way back to 2014. And the movie event of that summer, I expect, Expend Threedables. <laughs> to be <laughs> was that really how it was stylized i don't think that one was it could have been okay because yeah i was been. looking at like because there's three e's in expendables you could have done a three <laughs> for each of those and it would have been a very um 330 yeah <laughs> yeah release it on the 3rd of february in 2013 so get it out a year earlier and <sighs> But if they did, I like that the numbers just move from E to the A on this one, and then, I don't know, mm. five, it'll have to be, like, superfluous ones again. No, five's easy. Expendable five. Mm. Yes, there so you go. it just moves down the word, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the trickiest one to keep going is Resident Evil, which for a couple of games did manage to hide the mm. Roman numeral for seven and eight in its subtitle. Mm. Um, like Resident Evil with the evil the is V and, and then an I and then yeah. Village yeah had two eyes. It's going to be tricky with one X, <laughs> which is next. Yeah. But I believe in Resident that. Evil Six, but it's actually <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Resident <laughs> Evil Six, but it's just the subtitle is Six. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the sixth one, obviously. <laughs> also, you get to tap into the energy of the worst reviewed game in the franchise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Um, oh, coincidentally, fantastic. though, I will have a Resident Evil link coming up in this review, Ooh. but we'll get to that when we do. 
<laughs> One better thing, perhaps. Oh, God. So this whole saga starts from a man named David Callahan in the mid-noughties. He is a screenwriter who apparently signed on for a blind commitment deal with Warner Brothers. Now, his first writing credit is Doom. Oh. The Rock Johnson. <laughs> um, Faramir, is it? Who, who pl- I can't remember who's opposite him now. It's someone from Lord of the Rings. Carl Urban, I think. Yeah, yeah. Carl so Urban, it's Aima. Yeah. Yeah, so did the blind commitment come before or after that? It's like, we've got to see where this guy's going. Man, adapting action fucking nonsense. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true, actually. It's like, yeah, this guy put a workable script together. Anyway, he writes the screenplay for a movie about a group of mercenaries, which Sly picks up, and according to him, it uses as a starting point. Ah, he spun off, made it his own, Mm. like poetry. (laughs) After that, the production of these, uh, the production history of these movies just gets really fucking boring. It's just this person came in, and then this person yeah. came in, and then that person <laughs> dropped out, and then they're going to be in the next one, but they were meant to be in this one. It's just nothing interesting happens when they make these movies. Uh, but made a lot of money. So in yep. spite of being a critical and fairly publicly derided film, uh, they get a second one. Yep. And Sly comes out beforehand and says, we're going to do something different with this second film. Uh, unfortunately, that's not pick a director who can direct action. <laughs> Um, although the second one was directed by Simon West, whose debut was Con Air and then nothing but shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Such a step down. <laughs> uh, that might actually say something about Con Air, but mm. it's not something I'm willing to face up to. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hear nothing new about it. Um, Expendables 2 was even worse received by critics uh, and made even more money. So we, luckily we get number three. And once again, Sly says we're getting something totally different. Maybe even a different genre. What do you think genre is? <laughs> was this, uh, is there a risk of this being a musical? He he shoots <laughs> people with a different kind of gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never saw it coming. Every gun is its own genre. Do you think genre means facial hair? Because that's literally the only thing I think <laughs> is different across the three. <laughs> uh, yeah, color of hair dye use, definitely. <laughs> At least. <laughs> Oh, God. This one has uh, three screenplay credits. How? How did this take three people to piece together? I I can't get the third act working. I I mean, that's it. it. I mean, a Beyonce song takes like 25 people to write it. So, you know. (laughs) It's deceptive. It's anyone that pitched a line because they remembered something from a 90s movie and was like, hey, this is it. (laughs) You know when Arnie says, get to the chopper in uh, Predator? (laughs) What if he says, let's get to the chopper in this one? Guys, PT. guys, it's not a tumor. Can we? Can we? Can we? <laughs> Somewhere in there. Hmm? Are we somehow Come. suggesting that this movie is just all these guys' action movies all smushed together into one? God, I wish. Oh, no, that would actually be uh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful chimera. Oh God. So, yeah, Sly obviously is one of the screenwriters. Then a guy named Creighton Rothenberger, which wow could be the bad guy in one of these. Um. <laughs> And his writing partner, Katrin Benedict, who wrote the Olympus Has Fallen trilogy. So Olympus Has Fallen, Angel Has Fallen, London Has Fallen in the middle. And that's it. Those three movies and Expendables 3. That's all of their credits. Wow. Ah, Wow. Hell of a credit on the resume. Yeah. (laughs) If you need an older gentleman to yell gruff things at a guy on the Mm. phone, come to us. So is that to date? That's to date. I think they've got two more in the works, but it's nothing I've heard of or like... Wow, this movie's almost a decade old. 
I know. <laughs> and Angel Has Fallen was like seven years ago. So mm. they take it easy. You know, they're like um, Terrence Malick, you know. Yeah, and you move mm. every decade or so. And you should, yeah, you should be grateful w- w- when they feel like it's important to come out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> when they've got something to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what the world needs right now. There's a divided time. I'm going to bring them together. God, it was directed by Patrick Hughes, who directed some very obscure stuff. And oh, the Hitman's Bodyguard. Great. I hated that movie a lot. I hated yeah. it so, so much. Woohoo. All right. It's the kind of title that was like. Uh, would be in a fake poster of any sitcom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was it. The trailer was great. Everybody loved that first trailer when it was Ryan Reynolds doing his Deadpool thing and Samuel Jackson Mm -hmm. causing chaos. And it's like, this is going to be great. And then you just cut to like the fart jokes. Mm. Uh, I hated that movie. Anyway, they had Jackie Chan for a bit. Then (laughs) he dropped out. Chuck Norris did not return by mutual agreement, I assume. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme hinted he might play the... Well, he played the villain in the last movie, but he mm. died at the end, so he suggested that he might come back playing the guy's brother, which would have been... <sighs> if they put a mustache on him or something, that would yeah. have been... <laughs> there would have been the campiness this needed. Yeah. <laughs> and he has a flawless American accent. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where were you? Where were you? Throughout all of the 90s. Yeah, he reprises his guile accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If I'm not up top in 15 minutes. Mm. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Other people join. Other people don't. The making of these movies is just boring. Except that apparently they need to kill Jason Statham during it. So, oh, um, yeah. So, state. Bex is going to hate this movie. Yeah. <laughs> nearly took him out of this world. Apparently, he nearly drowned. And he was like, that would have been a cruel irony considering his background as like a, a diver. Hmm. Yeah, right. Wow. Also, when? I don't remember him being in water. Right. Mm. Apparently, it was some uh, a car like rolled into a water or something. And it's like, that wasn't yeah. in the movie. Why did you do that? Just how he gets to work, mate. We might need <laughs> it. I mean, there was that big shootout scene near the like shipping yard container yeah, thing. That was yeah. Waterside, where Terry Crews had a machine gun mounted on a Zodiac sort of. <laughs> yeah, that might have been it. Yeah, maybe then. And they cut that scene because he's visibly nearly dying in every moment of it. Maybe. We can't save this. <laughs> yeah, this would hardly be his The Crow, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't don't die making Expendables 3, Jason. <laughs> can, you, can you somehow die during Spy? That would feel... That was the last very good one. Well, they make two, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, controversially, mm. the film received a PG-13 rating. Unlike yep. the last two, which contained just enough soulless CGI blood and gore to get an R rating... Sly later admitted that this was a mistake and that it wouldn't happen again, uh, which is why they didn't make any more of these until after the John Wick and Equalizer franchises demonstrated you can, that you can actually make financially can, viable R-rated action movies. You can shoot people in the head and people will be okay with it. People will be okay with that and will actually like it even. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I saw that and I thought it was weird because it's like it's not like this movie isn't like pretty violent, you know? Like mm. I, I was worried at first. During that initial train sequence, it was like, oh, God, this is like a G.I. Joe movie. This is going to be terrible. Later on, you're right. There are some dust sort of moments that imply the gunshots. It wasn't as annoying as I thought it might be. I was just saying, like, uh, because I have seen the first one, and given how much Mm. I just hated the CGI blood and fire that made it so incredibly toothless, uh, it was good to at least not have CG blood. But then to have none, it's like, to have do, nothing I, do I want this more instead? Yeah. <laughs> like, just get a blood pack, guys. I know it's a pain in the ass on set and you have to clean up between takes, but just do it. It's fun. Yeah. We Remember ask you... so little. <laughs> Remember the movies you built your career on? 
remember those? Damn it. Oh, God. Well, the film was received by critics like Tax Evasion. It's not funny, kids. Don't do it. Uh, Jonathan Romney at The Observer said, If they're expendable, why won't they die? (laughs) (laughs) Pained cry of Jonathan Romney. It looked for a minute like we were going to get one less by the end of this, but then... Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. God. Did they kill any in the last two? I think they did, did they? I can't Wait. remember. I think in the second one they might kill Hutchison. Not Hutchison, sorry. He looks like Hutchison, but that's Hemsworth. Um, <laughs> there's one of the lesser Hemsworths in there, and I think they might kill him to up the stakes. I can't remember. Right. Yeah. Not the person to ask, because... Yeah, uh, when you first asked us to do this podcast, I'm like, oh, this will be funny. I haven't seen the first two. And then, you know, Uh. relayed the message to BT. And he's like, yes, you have. You've seen the first one. I was there when you watched the first one. I'm like, oh, did I? Did I like it? Yeah. Has has the memory of any of that come back to you out of curiosity? I genuinely remember... um, I had like a little flashback when I was watching this one. Oh yeah, I remember like Randy Couture being in it and going, yeah. my god, That's that guy's ears. <laughs> it's hilarious that Randy Couture is the guy you remember from the last one. From the first yeah. one. Well, yeah, I mean, I used to be a bit of a UFC fan and like Randy Couture sort of, that was like when I was watching um, UFC stuff. So mm-hmm. like, it right. was sort of, I popped a little to see him in this and just like, but yeah, I never stared at him or listened to anything he was saying. Just looking at that dude's ears and thinking, "How the hell are you getting like a, a talking headpiece in there?" Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you never noticed anything that Randy Couture was doing, and neither did the camera. No. Nah. So, <laughs> uh, the public, meanwhile, wanted to slip on a dress and give it a go. Uh, Pat Hutchison. <laughs> that's why I said Hutchison. It's right in front of my face. Pat Hutchison on Google said, My wife and I watched a whole marathon of all three movies, and I have no idea how I let this movie series slip through my life without watching it. Slip through my life, that's what we say. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew they existed, but I never sat down and watched them until now, and I'm completely blown away. They are some of my favourite action movies of all time. Oh my god. I wonder what mm. else is slipping by, Pat Hutchison. Mm. This is uh, my oh, first action movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, it has to be. That's the thing. <laughs> like, the ones... The kind of homa- it, the ones that are they're homaging are better. <laughs> it's just the ne- the very next review on Google was Natalie mm. Howardson, and I like to think that this might have been his wife, just also <laughs> reviewing the movie. Lame, lame, lame. With tons of explosions and guns, an amazing cast and dramatic music, you'd think that it would be amazing. This movie was so bad it was comical. The weak storyline was horrid, and the terribly dorky script was inexcusable. Dorky. <laughs> Such a dorky script. So many computers in it. Nerds. <laughs> I do like that idea of the couple uh, sitting there writing their Google reviews together. That's side like, by side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's all just back to back so they can't see. And he just leans over his shoulder and is like, ah, my review's going up, honey. And she's like, yeah, mine is too, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's never read them. And that's the secret yeah. Yeah. To, to, our, a happy to our marriage. marriage. Never yeah. read never each other's. Read each other's. <laughs> Um, one last thing before we get into it. Lots of Mormon. Lots of more men, not Mormons. Um, <laughs> I need to come up with a better catch-all for that. Mm. Nikolay Stanioff was in Hellboy playing Monk and Conan the Barbarian playing Lieutenant, which is weird. And in this he played Tech Guy. So mm. he's got that kind of face. You can be a Tech Guy or a Monk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Terry Crews is aggressively a foreman, I think. Mm-hmm. After terrible movies, Norbit, The Ridiculous Six, and White Chicks. 
Jesus Christ. I do like they almost rhyme, though. Ridiculous yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sex and white chicks. It's a Terry Crews story. Thank God Brooklyn yeah. Nine-Nine came along. Yeah. Because yeah. that was a rough situation for a while. Mm. Uh, Antonio Banderas is a five man and my god what a diabolical spread he was in Ballistic X vs. Sever mm-hmm. Doolittle, Life Itself and The 13th Warrior and apart from The 13th Warrior that is some all time lows for this podcast in there Yeah. <laughs> oh, you haven't gotten around to reviewing the Puss in Boots franchise? <laughs> oh no I've only seen the most recent one which was relatively good I, I, I've, I've I heard oh. not so great things about the oldest ones yeah. <laughs> dear well, covering himself in relative glory as a five-man is Arnie, because he was in the much more affectionate for me, Hercules in New York, Junior, Batman and Robin and the Iron Mask, which, with the exception of the Iron Mask, some precious memories there. <laughs> oh, yeah, Batman and Robin. I yeah. remember watching that with you, BT. Like, that oh, was yeah. some good fucking drunken, stupid movie fun. For real. <laughs> like, people pan oh God, that one so hard as being, yeah, as being, like, the worst movie ever. It's like, at least it's fun. Like, it's stupid yeah. as hell, but at least it's a good time. At least it's attractive. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> A lot of nipples. Oh, God, so many nipples. Jason Statham is an eight-man, but only wow. because we keep reviewing his movies. Well, yeah. yeah, that's we it. Whole, wasn't there a whole Statham month? There was a Statham month, which was the last time you guys were on. And, like, yeah, we, we need to dip back into the Sandalverse to try and balance mm. things out here because we can't have him outranking Alan Covert or Jackie <laughs> right. Sandler and the like. It's just not right. But no, happy oh, to be here for a quarter of Statham reviews now so far. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You, you, Bex is going to be furious. Oh, no, she's also got a quarter. You're tied with Bex. Ooh, damn. <laughs> oh, free to a man. Free in a bush. Free. Free. Yo. Films are shit, mate. Oh god, The Expendables 3 has 6.1 on IMDb, 31% on Rotten Tomatoes, 35 on Metacritic, and made a, only a little bit over twice its production budget, which probably is why they decided to uh, mm. take a decade off or so before making the <laughs> next one. Hey, we haven't done Rocky in a bit, let's have a look at that. See if we can squeeze a few out of that. Uh, Elliot and BT, you The Hague. Yeah. How did you feel when I asked you to review The Expendables 3? Did you take it personally? <laughs> It's always personal. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, mixed feels like, yeah, I want to be on OGT again. But also, Expendals 1 stood as my, like, my, my, my most hated film of all time for a while. <laughs> um, Did you see the second one? Sorry, I forgot. No. 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 no I did not. <laughs> no so we both s- skipped over Expendables 2. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so no, have you guys no. reviewed Expendables at all on OGT yet? Or Nope. <laughs> literally it's algorithm month we're here because of expendables 4 that's literally it yeah that's so awesome do the chronological back chrono- chronology backwards uh, i can recommend yeah. that <laughs> we're gonna learn the backstory of these guys as we go oh god no literally this is the worst reviewed expendables movie so we picked it mm. been the first one yeah. i would have been happy to go for the first one because i also hated it i remember i and a similar sort of 80s action movie loving friend went and saw mm. it in 2010 and all the CGI blood and the yeah. bland characterization and the murkiness yeah. of the aesthetic. It was so thoroughly modern. There was nothing mm. nostalgic about it. It felt exactly like every movie looked back then. Mm. I was really yep. curious is if you look at the posters, first movie, really bland, kind of black aesthetic. It kind of looks like The Dark Knight. Second movie, big explosion in the background. Looks a bit mm-hmm. like The Hunger Games for some reason. Third movie, they're all smiling. Yeah. It's like, what happened? It's is this because of Marvel? Photo. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> We're all yeah. friends now and kind of family. 
It's like, oh my god. Oh, Fast yeah. and Furious maybe is why. Actually, that would make sense. And I do just yeah. want to say to anyone who like does enjoy these films and is having the whole, ah, oh, you just don't understand, uh, you know, 90s action films love or 80s action film love. I'm like, no, I do. That's why I was really yeah. excited to see the first one. Like, and I saw it under yeah. ideal conditions. We have, you know, sitting there watching the DVD. I've got a couple of friends, a couple of beers. I'm a big fan of 80s, 90s action films. I used to go mm. to the Blockbuster and just rent them on weekends all the time. Uh, I am the ideal person that was aimed at and then just sat through and like, fuck, this is boring and stupid and I hate it. Yeah. And then I used the mm. DVD as a coaster. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, I was at a mystery movie marathon last year, which, um, to be honest, was a little bit too... Considering the diversity of the crowd, it was a little bit too uh, in my wheelhouse, to be honest. it was. Um, but two of the films they showed was Beverly Hills Cop and um, True Lies. Hmm. in this lineup and they played great they played so well to a crowd just every right. time there was a f- real actual stunt or great explosion or bit of action um mm-hmm. or just a charismatic thing said by an actor with some charisma yep. it was just it brought the house down and you just i cannot imagine the expendable showing up in any marathons or mystery things <laughs> in the Prince Charles any time in the future mm. well yeah until the no. fourth one started advertising i'd definitely forgotten about the whole series so yeah, yeah sorry fair enough <laughs> algorithm month <laughs> I'm surprised that it took them this long because I just assumed they mm. just kept pumping these things out. Like, um, easy, right? Yeah. And yeah, to the point that like I didn't feel the need to catch up on the other Expendables movie. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I could pick up the plot pretty easily I, from this I, one. I, oh, God, and I yeah. did. <laughs> I was a little tempted to intentionally watch Expendables 2 and see how long it would take anyone to notice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, would it take? Would it surprise you to learn that um, this is Mel Gibson's first appearance in this franchise, considering how much they talk about it as if he's been in it before? Mm, yeah. Because like, I thought he was dead, and it's like that. Or no, this is literally the first time he's been in. Yes, it's fine, guys. Well, same with the Snipes. They're like, we got to rescue this guy. He's one of us. Like, yeah, um, was he in the second one? No. Oh, all right, no, brand new. <laughs> we just forgot about him for a decade. Yep. <laughs> And also forgot about him for most of the movie anyway, but whatever. <laughs> they forget about everyone in this movie. Oh, yeah. There's, there's too many people. Oh, there's, there's too many people. And it, oh, this is... Ta- yeah. Okay. Get, Fast get X and Grown Ups 2. Those are the tabs I want to reopen later on. Because those <laughs> are these two. This is, that's this movie. That's the DNA of this movie. But mm-hmm. even though it's preceding Fast X by a decade, but that's the angle I want to take yep, here. Yep. I think it's also preceding Grown Ups 2. Anyway. Let's get into the plot. Let's get yes. into what happens. No, Not much right. happens. This won't take long. I literally have like a dozen bullet points or so. Yeah, and uh, speaking of bullets, if you could just take the quick fire sound effects gunshots and just play that constantly throughout. Uh... <laughs> it would recreate the experience of Expendables 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I Yeah, the, 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 the movie opens, as we've said, with Wesley Snipes getting rescued from a train. Mm-hmm. And I just try to imagine what the sequence would look like if it hadn't been designed for kids and <laughs> try and get myself excited that way. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. When, when we get to it, I'll let you continue, but um, my I have half a page of notes on the first three minutes. Um, I, I, have <laughs> I mean, now seems as good a time as any. <laughs> okay. So I went in trying to be fair because I hated the first one, but I'm like, you know, no, mm. try and clean slate, try and be even on this. And yeah. just immediately it's shot terribly like you know yeah. all the expendables mm-hmm. on a helicopter you know this train is coming in so you're like okay this is a great way to demonstrate their plan what's their pl- fly directly at it okay and yeah. the guys on the train don't shoot until they start shooting at the right cool that's dumb 
But even then, they put this high-tension wire up, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Well, that's what's that going to do? And it's there to sweep yeah. all the guards off the train, who they already shot. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... They're cleaning a bit where they Yeah, cleaning house. Um, and then there's a bit where... Yeah, was it where Snipes, you know, gets free and, you know, decides he's going to go after the big bad at the prison. And yeah. it's just, hang on, I have to find the note for it because um, he, he kind yeah, of... He's so doing he runs parkour. Like, and yeah, he parkours, nice. jumps down, stabs this guy who somehow is not reacting to anything as though he doesn't even know they're under attack, even though they've been shot at for the last two minutes. Uh, then he throws a knife at a guy who was off screen until he got stabbed, so he had no moment of tension. Like, the, the yeah. camera follows the knife, and it's like, oh, and that happens a lot. There's a lot of times where yes. they fire at someone and you don't see who they're even shooting at until they drop. You're like, okay. Yep. And then he breaks in and kills the conductor, but it's edited so... Either edited to remove the violence, or it was just poorly shot to begin with, and it looks... I had to go back and make sure I hadn't, you know, fallen asleep for a half second and missed, yeah. you know, the stab wound or something. It was just like... I mean, just immediately <laughs> was like, you've learned nothing from the first one. This was a yeah. great moment to show the plan being a unique, interesting way of how they do things or have it be tense and anything. And it's just... Nope, yeah. that was the most boring way. Oh, and the other quick bit... I know, I'm really just hijacking the whole thing here. No, um, no. <laughs> when they get like on the, the train... train just screaming into the compound on fire yeah. and then boom boom uh and when they get into the train itself and open up the door that has snipes but not even that just open up a door one of the doors just blows off its hinges but yeah. nothing causes that they don't rig an explosion <laughs> they, don't, charisma. they don't have yeah pretty much just all the machismo in the room suddenly blew it down but it's just like at least have work. a guy who has a cool gun that blows down doors and he gets a line you know like the usual <laughs> Uh, it's a key, it needs a key code. Uh, let's try mine. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Something with personality. But no, the door just comes oh, off. God. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Okay, again. Could have, could have done something. That wire moment was big for me. When the wire is like shot across the thing and it's just it just pushes people harmly off because, harmlessly off. Mm. Because that does make you think, God, action movies so often are just about anticipating the fun violence you're about to see. Mm. Giggling at how silly the concept they've come up with is. You know, that's so much of what yeah. John Wick is all about, is just how are they going to make violence fun in this one? And yeah, then to just could... have nothing happen was so yeah. disappointing. Because it just pushes them off. They could have, you know, full ghost shipped and have it just gone yeah. right through everybody. That would have been this stupid, gotta... but it would have been fun. There's got to be a PG-13 way to ghost ship them. Then we're getting mm. Captain America the Winter Soldier 1, he pushes a guy into a plane turbine, and it's fine, mm. and everyone yeah, loves Yeah, same it. with Indiana Jones. So... Yeah, yeah, come on. Anyway, Get creative, sorry. guys. Uh, anyway, yeah, people. somehow they throw, a, yeah, launching an explosive train right into a compound, <laughs> and it looks like dog shit. Somehow, yes. one of the most expensive movies that was made on fucking um, oh, the most basic ass CGI software. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, the the explosion. All CGI explosions just look like this orange fuzz. Mm. Like, it's amazing how cloudy they always look and how unconvincing, considering all the um, evolution in technology. Um, but yeah, this was particularly bad, and I yeah. do the unthinkable. I think back fondly to Expendables 2, which I'm sure <laughs> had a better opening action sequence. Yeah. I was going to say, after all that, I literally paused it, got up, and went for a walk, so I'm like, I'm not going to... I'm going to sit there just bitching the whole time. <laughs> I need to try to like get out of my own head and, and try fair. and give this a fair shake. That's mm. fair. It's admirable. It's more than it deserves. Okay, so yes, we... They, they get Wesley Snipes, they reteam, they do some of their great band... Mm -hmm. Great bounce in this plane. Heard you killed more people than the plague. How about that? 
way they call you Dr. Death. Used to be a medic. But that was a long time ago. So why'd you get locked away? Tax evasion. We get to learn who everyone is. Yep. I.e. Sylvester Stallone, his sarcastic wife Jason Statham. All of the others together as a single unit. <laughs> and then... Wesley Snipes trying his best to inject some actual personality into yeah. his movies. An early note was like, hey, I like kind of like Snipes. Also, how the yeah. fuck is that man not aged? I <laughs> yeah, know. I know, right? <laughs> like, I genuinely had to take him over to go, is that Wesley Snipes? I mean, it's surely that makes sense, but <laughs> he looks great. God, you know what? I have to, I take a moment to just absolutely thank God that he's not playing Blade. He's not mm. playing Blade Trinity. Blade. He's playing his Demolition Man. Yeah, character, whose He's name has escaped me. Stoic. Dr. Death, I believe. <laughs> Dr. Death is his character in this. The, his character name from Demolition Man has escaped me, even though they say it literally every five seconds of that movie, and I could mm. kick myself. I can't remember it, but he's the most fun character in any 90s action movie. Oh, yeah. movie ex- the one's not played by Nicolas Cage. But yeah, he was a shining moment in this as well. And like, and also, just to uh, steal Ellen Graham's uh, segment, a bit of a fashion corner. My Wink. God. <laughs> <laughs> We're all trained well, fucking Pavlov's uh, fashion <laughs> uh, But yeah, he's looking fantastic in this movie. Like, yeah. while everyone else is wearing fucking tank tops or some fucking camo yeah. gear. Yeah, he's yeah. just styling and profiling, man. Like, Yeah. Well, even then, he's got his lines of like, can't wait to get back to the States and get in, get my gear back and get some nice threads. And yeah, so they stick to that. I appreciate it. They do. And uh, also, I looked it up. His name was Simon Phoenix. In, oh, Simon Phoenix. That's exactly what it is. Thank Phoenix! You. John Spartan and Simon Phoenix. Thank you. That's what I needed. <laughs> oh, I forgot it was John Spartan. Fuck, that's amazing. John Spartan. So good. Anyway, we have to stop. We can't get you home to get your threads yet. We've got to stop by another underwhelming action scene on the way. So bring your stunt double. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, they. Um, they go, they kill some guy with, with knives. Um, specifically, Jason Statham kills some guys with knives and leaving Wesley Snipes to sort of be like, I could have done that. Um, and then they meet up with um, the rest of the gang and it's like, where you been? A doctor's appointment. Says Statham. And it's like, are you doing lines for him? Mm. That should have been his line. Mm-hmm. He's the Doctor Death. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, that's assuming this movie was written because there's a lot of times... <laughs> it's improvised. <laughs> honestly, like, especially that scene where it's, like, in the chopper with Sly and uh, Mr. Christmas up front and uh, Wesley Snipes comes in and does his character debrief. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm the knife man and I'm the knife before Christmas. And I'm like, I mean, I get what you're going for, but that line just makes no fucking sense. I, I that did just the same feels thing. like Wesley Snipes riffing, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? This whole thing actually does have the vibe of a D&D campaign. <laughs> with, a, with a DM who did not prepare. It's like, okay, now they've captured all you guys. Yep. Honestly, I wouldn't hate to play a fucking base? tabletop role-playing game where we each get to pick an 80s action star. Oh, and... shit, that does sound fun. Okay, I'm going to try and make that. <laughs> try and make that. Try and make the classes. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, you, you're a stoic badass. You're a stoic badass. You're a stoic badass. You'd be a se- yeah. You'd have to differentiate it by decade. I'll be a '70s style yes. renegade oh, cop. Fuck, that's yeah. good. I'll be an '80s style ex mercenary, a la Commando and Rambo. Oh yeah, there's um, your range. '90s, I guess. Maybe Hong Why, Kong. Wisecracking. Come on. Wisecrack. Yes. Okay. Be Chris Tucker. Yeah, you're, you're Bruce Willis. And noughties, noughties, I'll be a boring Jason Bourne type. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 2010s, John Wick. 
<laughs> oh god, yeah, perfect. I'm not gonna lie, this sounds a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the other thing. I only sorry, I only just realized when we were calling him Doctor Death, they introduced him as a medic. Oh, At no I point know. does he medic. Yeah, oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> Like, everyone's helping when Terry Crews gets hurt, but at no point is that relevant to anything. No. It's Chekhov's stethoscope. God almighty, just ridiculous. Anyway, they're at the action scene and suddenly Mel Gibson arrives. It can't be. His career is dead. (laughs) (laughs) It can't be him, but it is. Mm -hmm. And they've got beef, apparently. So, yeah, quick shoot. Shoot everyone except him. So they do that. They make fun of Terry Crews because he only managed to fire his minigun for 10 seconds. But hey, he hasn't got a belt magazine going into that thing. It's a miracle that he fired that for 10 seconds. True. <laughs> What's that ammo coming from? Somehow it has 200 bullets in the chamber and nowhere else. <laughs> it's 200 barrels on this thing. They all fire once. Oh, God. Uh, Gibson gets a direct shot at uh, Sylvester Sloan, but instead decides to shoot the only black member of the team. Is anyone doing the optics on this? Yeah. Well... There's the downside, because they got a new black member of the team, so they only need one, so you can get rid of the other one. <laughs> Absolutely, and I'm sure that Mel Gibson, his background will perfectly allow for this to be okay. Oh, God. So, yes, Terry Crews dies. Oh, no, actually, he might be more available in the next movie when we're mm. shooting it, so let's just wound him. Yep. So, cool. how did Terry Crews survive the A-bomb, or just A-bomb <laughs> that was here? <laughs> With sheer muscle. Yeah. <laughs> It's as good as a radiation suit. With the power of Old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Arnie stops by the hospital because they're family. Mm. Is he going to make it? I don't know. Who did this? Stonebanks. I thought you killed him. So did I. You shot Caesar to get back at me. You know, I'm getting out of this business. And so should you. They're all a big, beautiful family. And, uh, yeah, consequently, Bruce Willis appears, played by Harrison Ford. He's, uh, he's got a much better growl, and he looks mm. more into it than Bruce Willis has. Oh, man. Uh, so. Fucking Har- Harry Ford and Sylvester Stallone just in a who-can-mumble-the-best competition. So who are you? Operations Officer Drummer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do love that Harrison Ford's one very clear line was talking about Bruce Willis and almost staring down the barrel of the camera and saying... <laughs> He's out of the picture. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> he was asking for too much money. <laughs> Whereas I'm coming cheap. Next year I'll be in the biggest movie of all time, so I won't be quite so affordable after that. <laughs> but right now this is my <laughs> what-have-we-got era. This is my Hollywood mm. cop era. So yeah, it looks like you're going to need an all-new, all-star team of action heroes. Ah, oh, fuck yes. I start with Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> I did love that. Why the fuck is Kelsey Kramer in this? (laughs) This was his thing for a bit. Now he's doing like straight to DVD crap. And now he's trying to relaunch Frasier. But for Mm. a little bit, like he showed up in the uh, Transformers movies around this time. Is that right? Yeah. (laughs) He's in like the fifth one. I I stopped watching. I think the fourth one. I stopped watching after three, which was was the worst film I'd ever seen for a a very long time. Yeah. Oh, you didn't even see the one with Sir Anthony Hopkins? Oh god, we watched the first few minutes of that as part of like a Netflix roulette episode we did. Mm. We watched the first like 15 minutes of that one. Oh dear, oh dear. I wanted to catch the most recent one, The Rise of the Beasts or whatever it's called mm. because it, it, it eventually you will become nostalgic for the crap of your youth. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's not that. even I I saw my first nostalgic post for uh, COVID the other day for like lockdown. Oh, god. I'm like 
That happened faster than I thought. <laughs> you guys remember remember Jackbox? Yeah. <laughs> remember tr- Among Us? Yeah. <laughs> um, sneaking in a quick mid-podcast plug for our Patreon over at patreon.com slash sidequest studios. Love it. Uh, th- yeah, this movie uh, qualifies for our podcast starring Springfield, where we get our patrons to suggest movies for us to review, but the catch is they must star a regular cast member of The Simpsons. And yes. You know what? <laughs> Kelsey Grammer makes the cut, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, so... Absolutely. Yeah, if anyone wants to make us review this again, we will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be I'll be getting on that vote. Um, yeah, let's meet our new team. We've got Glenn, most punchable Wikipedia picture ever taken, pal. <laughs> I've got to look this up. Yeah, please do. It's unbelievable. Glenn Powell, aka, AKA guy from Top Gun Maverick and uh, Ingrid Goes West. Oh, he's very God, good, yes. but he's, he's good at playing punchable dicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's his characters in most of these movies too, especially Top Gun Maverick. No, especially Ingrid Goes West. So he's tech guy. He's like, I've busted the mainframe and uh, exploited the... Yeah. I think so. He, he looks <sighs> identical. So, yeah, he's the guy that they recruit whilst he's climbing a cliff. Yeah, which oh, was very and then, odd. And somehow the most shittiest looking CG parachute ever when he yep. like misses the rock and jumps off. And yeah, you mentioned it before, cloudy. How do you have a cloudy parachute anyway? Oh, God. It's, yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, but also, I like that they're recruiting a tech guy when they don't have a plan that requires tech. <laughs> To be fair, to be fair, it's all he's all ends up being absolute MVP of the movie. They'd be dead several times over without him. But it's just oh, that's true. But oh yeah, with his fucking Leela wrist computer going. Yeah, which we'll get to. But um, it's just like, but you don't have a plan yet. How do you know what guys you need? You always need a tech dude. Then the next person you need is Rhonda, conspiracy theorist and transfo Browsey. Oh yes. Who's, uh, oh yeah, still riding that wave at the uh, I at did not know present that. moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, here's something else you it. might not have known, uh, BT. This mm. was originally meant for Miller Jovovic. You son of a <laughs> bitch! <laughs> I'm glad she dodged that bullet, but still. <laughs> um, but I also is she like the next that- one. I, have I feel no like idea. I've seen her name attached to it. She might be. I know no, that they've got Megan she, Fox for the next one. Don't think mm. she's doing much. Um, but there's a th- the other <laughs> thing. It's like, in this, she's a bouncer. And they never say yeah. she's like ex-military or something. So I'm just sitting there going, when someone in the next, when they jump out of a plane and someone's like, you know, tries to help her and she's like, I got this. Like, have you done this before? You're a bouncer. <laughs> like, are you ex-military? Why do you know your way around guns? Give me a it's line a that you used to be... <laughs> in the secret service or something just one line maybe it was there and i missed it but it's just like okay god well yeah speaking of weird backgrounds next person up is victor is a boxer in real life but has been cast as a weapons expert and i don't remember him using any hand-to-hand combat in the film or tis (laughs) (sighs) and then Uh finally kellen he was in twilight seriously are there no modern action stars these days didn't they have a lesser hemsworth in the last one lutz (laughs) couldn't they get the guy from the raid or something oh that would have been so good do you know what the problem is fast and furious movies are sucking all these guys up at this stage like he was in Mm. one of those they get tony jar like yeah Yeah. because this whole recruitment scene as much as i wanted to enjoy it i had questions on everyone like the guy who's you said was the boxer who ends up not boxing anybody i didn't know that but that's hilarious um they're like he just he shows them this weapon he has in a case and they're like oh he's good it's like he didn't build the gun. <laughs> He's just also, using it. They never have any fancy guns after this, do they? 
Uh, no, there's one scene uh, during the art warehouse rave raid where he's got like a round the corner right. camera gun. Oh, I didn't notice so, that. So that's neat. But again, cool. it's like he he knows how to use it. He didn't build it. You're not getting on yeah. a specialist. He's just someone who knows <laughs> what it does. So it's oh like when God. you fix your mum's iPad and she's like, "Oh, you're a genius!" Like I just I just clicked on options. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's fine. <laughs> But I will take the credit for this. Yeah. And they also meet Antonio, sure to be the best part of this, Banderas. Oh, yeah. More on oh. him later. Felipe! Looks good, Bonaparte. Yeah, not bad. I think you finally got it right. Damn. <clears throat> go, go. You sent me another fake resume. Uh, Mr. Ross, I can do what you need, whatever you need. I am healthier than I look, stronger than I look, faster than I look. Actually, shit, you were born in 1984. Of course not, but I feel like I was born in 84. I yeah, tell me someone that. wrote his dialogue. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was riffing. That was pure riffing. <laughs> you got to get the legendary riffer Antonio Banderas. <laughs> so... That's why he's getting those Alma Devar movies. Anyway. Oh, sorry. Did we get the guy who was uh, losing at the Fight Club and Stallone was like, oh, oh the losing guy. Yeah, he's one of the guys I named, I yeah. think. Which is... Oh, sorry. He's one. Yeah, sorry. That was, yeah, that was the Twilight guy. Yeah. yeah. They try to make kind of a deal of him as we go through. And I'm like, everyone else at least got a defining thing. There was yeah. no... You, all we know about you is you will take a dive for money. I will take a dive for money. Do not put me into a combat situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. He should have come back and like done a heroic thing. Like, yeah, or had, had the a... opportunity to run away, but chosen not to or something. Or or had a, a reason fight. he was taking a dive that showed moral character. Or ha- I really expected a line from Stallone yeah. of, like, I was watching that fight and I know you could have taken him. Like, seen something in his technique that gave away he had full control and just decided to dive. But or have not... him momentarily betray the team for money, but then decide not to or something. Yeah, or anything. Yeah, that's amazing. I don't think he gets addressed by name again after this. <laughs> but no, he's he's fucking cool on a motorcycle. That's his fucking skill. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, Gibson reassures the audience that the art world is nonsense, and you shouldn't worry about it, guys. Just keep watching Expendables movies. <laughs> Do you think when the artist painted this, he ever thought it would go for such a ridiculous price? I mean, what is it? Just some paint, brushes, some cheap canvas. What's the big deal? <sighs> it's shit. What do you want for it? Three million. Done. God, is there anything worth noting until they just infiltrate his secret base? I think, um, yeah, I got, they, I, got they got do. I got more yelling to do if you want. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> just on that, <laughs> do you have anything you'd like? Oh, just on that art bit where he walks up and goes, ah, yeah. oh, this, this art is garbage. How much you want for it? Three million. Yeah. Done. And it's like, cool. You know what would have given him some character? If he actually gave a fuck about art and had a long monologue <laughs> about something about the art piece, which, you know, obviously he's doing it for nefarious reasons. It's just because... Yeah, customs don't x-ray scan uh, art pieces because mm. it damages the oils in, in their explanation. Um, mm. But at least ha- give him something to say about it other than, I don't like this. Like, well, they, it w- they, it they given think they are character. trying to play into the idea that the art world is just you know meaningless modern art that nobody likes but is exchanged for high amounts of money by people who can afford to do it and have no taste, I think, is meant to yeah. be like 
where they're going with this, but that's right. just such an anti-intellectual kind of approach that they're taking to it. Yeah, just, even if it's hilariously on brand. Even if you wanted that to be your approach, he's the villain. He's the one who can love art <laughs> and be wrong. Yeah. Well, he seems uh, to have a lot to say about his Cain and Abel painting, coincidentally enough, Melly Gibson. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah, all improvised. All yep. improvised, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> oh, God. So finally, they infiltrate his base. And uh, mm. you guys know the drill. Quietly surround them. Get them dead to rights, then cut the lights to warn them that that we're here, whilst also still leaving plenty of light for everyone to see by. Mm-hmm. Uh, then shoot everyone except Gibson. Got it, boss. Yeah, I don't know. Like, this was a very well lit building. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people like looking at the building could have seen like yeah, eight ish people fucking rappelling down this goddamn surprisingly well lit building. Yeah, that was also like total glass walls that. Also, the people in it should have noticed. <laughs> oh, there Sorry. are multiple squeak, squeak, squeak. scenes. Even during like the first, uh, when they're trying to track down this arms deal, it ends up being racist ass Melly Gibsons. Um, yeah. There's a bit where like they're standing in broad daylight watching Snipes do parkour, and it's like, how has no one seen oh, yeah. you? And even then, it's like, if anyone looked up during either Snipes parkour bit or the museum that has a glass roof that they're walking across, it's like, your whole plan hinged on no one tilting their head up. <laughs> it's fine they're rich they, they have people to do that for them yeah. uh, you're right actually I should have made a bigger deal of um, Mel Gibson being a massive racist considering how much I called out Ronda Rousey earlier oh, look, I'm, I'm just on, stealing guys. the key and Standards peel bits of, of yeah, just stealing from <laughs> key and peel racist ass Mel Gibson's yeah. oh god yes yeah, so they, they capture him so that they can do the bit where the bad guy and the good guy sort of taunt each other and deliver exposition that we didn't need mhm uh, yeah, then they get attacked. Everyone gets captured except Stallone, mm-hmm. who uh, meets up with who meets back up with Arnie. What are you gonna do? Oh, I fucking wonder what he's gonna do. <laughs> I think I can guess. Another plane ride. Time to <laughs> gear up. Ride. Seriously, the plane uh, gets more time in this movie than a lot of the fucking actors. <laughs> that plane What's was credited. It's... Damn it! That's the Con Air plane. <laughs> I just remember there's a bit where in this scene where he's gearing up and he loads like several large tech looking bricks into one of those hard cases I'm like oh yeah. I wonder what those are I'm sure they'll come up no <laughs> like you oh, load a grenade have... you put a grenade in a box I know what a grenade is but you put those things I'm like oh I don't know what those are I'm looking forward to finding out and nope, I just remembered them. it's not just Chekhov's gun it's like Chekhov's several cases of unused fucking military hardware yeah, yeah. <laughs> love that. You must stop paying so close attention to this. <laughs> oh god, come on! We're trying to teach you guys. <laughs> the director, every moment of a film, the director is teaching you how to watch it. And in this instance, it's uh, you can you. Can, this is the bit where you can go to the bathroom. So, Antonio Banderas shows up again. Yes. Uh, maybe he can still save this movie. Hang on a minute. I think are we still are we really not going to get any more Wesley Snipes until he obviously shows up at the end with the other old guy? Oh, they're here. Mm. Oh, okay, great. Is this the end? 47 minutes left. Fuck me. <laughs> All right. That's just about enough time to give every member of the cast one minute to do something. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get there and I'll enjoy five of those minutes. Yep. Unfortunately, it doesn't quite play out that way. Um, Arnie shows up to be the ex-fill. And oh my God, Jet Lee, I forgot that these movies like to waste you. Mm, <laughs> I know. I, one of my notes literally just says, I did not want to watch Jet Lee shoot people. <laughs> That's what he does like, in all that of is these. not. Mm. 
in the second again it's gonna sound like i love the second one it's the one i remember the best for some reason mm. i think maybe i saw that one twice and then the first one just the once obviously gently i think does do some stuff it's filmed in that horrible hollywood way where you mm. can't tell that he actually knows how to fight because they're cutting on every move but there is like a bit at the beginning i think where he does some kicks that are good yeah, honestly, that's my criticism with Ronda Rousey in this movie is like, yeah, why are you getting a fucking judo expert and like doing all this like action quick cut shit where oh, she doesn't like look like she's fighting? Like, it's yeah, it's like we, we know yeah. she can. She definitely can't act. So let her do the fighting because <laughs> at yeah. the very least, the the Fast and Furious movie she was in, I forget which one, had her do some good flips and kicks with mm. um, who was she fighting? Wasn't Gina Carano? That would have been an ultimate nexus. Of being oh canceled. my god! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's in the sixth one. Then Ronda Rousey's in the seventh one. Fighting, oh. I think Rodriguez. I think. Can, we, can we create a TV show where to get uncancelled, you have to go into the <laughs> ring with someone else who's cancelled, and whoever wins gets uncancelled? <laughs> that would be weird and fun, and I'm. <laughs> I would be very interested in that. Oh god! So yeah, they walk into the wood. They, they, yeah. Sorry, I can't help playing that out in my head. I know, like it's Kevin too much Spacey taking Kevin Spacey taking on Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> Who will win? Uh, and if you if you win like the ultimate, like it's like yeah. tech, it's like a layered thing. If you get to be the grand champion, then then and only mm. then will, are people not allowed to mention why you were cancelled again. Oh, as the wrestling fan here, I'm just so excited for the promos. You know, Kevin Spacey going, "Well, you wouldn't <laughs> let me be Frank, so I'm going to beat Louis C.K." <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Woody uh, Allen, we, we've got a mo- on moral grounds try and talk you out of this. <laughs> don't get into a cage of Ronda Rousey. We don't like you very much, but we're worried. We're worried about the ratings. God. So yeah, they 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 gear up and walk into the woods with a whole bunch of guns. And I am forced again to remember the bit where Stallone said that this movie would be a big departure from the last one, where mm. they did the exact same scene. <laughs> did they walk down a river cover, a river of rocks? Because they do that in this, and I just had to write down where did you even find a river of rocks? <laughs> it's so hard. They can't even deal with the. They 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 beyond the water. They need rocks. Mm-hmm. They all take a drink from it, and then. <laughs> Yeah, they managed to get in, but oh no, Gibson sends an army to attack them. And I can't wait to see them all use their unique skills in stunningly choreographed and well-directed action sequences with incredible real stunts and pyrotechnics to get out of it. Mm. It's going to be great. Yep. <laughs> Any second huh. now. All the bad guys wear these red caps. I wonder if they're proud to wear those. I wonder if they, you know, it's a big deal to get into the army of this fictional Eastern mm. European country. And, you know, maybe one of their parents are like proud of them or something. Yeah. Oh, the sequence is over. Yeah, wait, did Harrison Ford call the country <laughs> that they're from Arsmanistan or something? Yeah, it's something. They, they, they come up with like a really lazy fictional country name for this place <laughs> and then just murder its entire army on very little pretext. Just because they can be bought doesn't mean they're bad. Our army can be bought. Look at the war in Iraq. <laughs> it's just like ass manistan that's fucking unobtainium levels of fucking lazy ass like filler writing that you then put a note next to it saying this yeah. is terrible replace later <laughs> like yeah the suffolk the suffix manistan <laughs> yeah it's incredible oh god so yeah there we are so sly kills gibson and every other character we've named so far except for terry cruz end up on a helicopter then a bar where Terry Crews joins them. Mm. And, and I genuinely 
have to sit and wonder what is the lift capacity of a Huey because I feel like they, yeah. they might be exceeding it. <laughs> They've got like 20 people on this thing. <laughs> I'd love it if Sly was the straw that broke the camel's back here, uh, here and just, yeah. <laughs> Helicopter went God. back down into that fucking uncharted ass um, yeah. collapsing roof. P- PS3 era smoke effect. Oh. Yeah. It was. This was, yeah, This the CGI was done by the same person that did Uncharted 1. Yeah. <laughs> that was Expendables 3, unless either of you have any other notes on anything that happens in this thing. I mean, maybe not on things that happen. Things I want to complain yeah. about. And look, I've got my good things in there as well. But um... Oh, sure. Well, let's move on to the complaining bit then. Um, this is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Good you night, stole everybody. my note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord. Um, yeah, who wants to start? Uh, I don't even know. Uh, let, me, let me see if I got any... Yeah, I mean, it, it's just such a slog getting up to this, yeah, final 40-minute long action sequence Oof. that, yeah. yeah, is just so hard to follow and... Um, quick cutty and just yeah doesn't yeah. really tell a story uh, like really like it's just fucking yeah typical uh ticking down clock you know whatever yeah. form they try to do it with like uh mel gibson does the whole you know oh it'd take you 90 seconds to get out of this exploding building and to show you we're serious yeah. you have 45 seconds and yeah. then they get around that but then it's like oh but the uh, the battery on the c4 not make blow up is you know, only mm. got twenty percent, which means this much time. Yeah, yeah. It, it's double ticking clock. It, yeah, it's just so fucking. What do you got, BT? Yeah. <laughs> Stopped a ticking clock with another ticking clock that doesn't give us a concept of how much time it is, other than yelling. Exactly. Out. He's like, even when he's like, yeah. "We got one percent left." I'm like, well, I mean, one percent on my phone lasts a surprisingly long time. Uh, so you got yeah. like three hours. I've got loads of apps running on this thing. <laughs> yeah, put it in low power mode. I was. Gonna, I should. I should really close Doodle Jump, but I'm really on a high score here. <laughs> I got to get my Duolingo in before. Midnight. Yep. Uh, look, I, I kind of a bit. I want to mention because for a moment it gave me hope, which is lovely. Um, oh. After the art house, uh, art house where art warehouse heist. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and they capture racist ass Melly Gibsons. Um, I have a moment of like, oh, okay, they, they captured the bad guy by like the midpoint. This is interesting. Where are we going from? Oh, okay, he he escaped and now he kidnapped all of them. Oh, yeah. Okay. For a second yeah, there, I was like, oh, this is he's going to have some information that's going to lead them to a even bigger bad guy or something else is going to happen. And no, just the most boring version of that. It ended up being. So I was, but for a moment, I'm like, okay, you surprised me. I didn't think you'd catch him then. Oh, you see, this was this was um, 2014, so this is firmly in the territory of well, the one thing that uh, the only thing that surprised me about that sequence was that it didn't turn out that he wanted to be caught. Yeah, true. Mm. We are deep in Which that territory. Like, yeah, but otherwise, it's pure Mission Impossible three. It's just like, yeah, he'll get out. But yeah, I, I think for me, it's just it's so mired in cliche. Yeah, it's that the plot is absolutely arbitrary and it's just stuff full of cliched characters, cliched lines, cliched things, which is fine. You can do all of those things so long as you're delivering on what people actually come to these things for, which is exciting action. Yep. And it's amazing that this franchise is so bad at delivering that. It is. That it like, can't find any fun. Yeah, that's the thing. Know, about it, ultimately, one of my big ones as well is like, it's just not fun. I'm not having... I'm a, you know... Uh, proud supporter of the Milojovic Resident Evil films because even though they're big <laughs> stupid nonsense at least I have a good time watching them uh, yeah. but this is just blah 
It is. And it's amazing that they don't at least get more fun out of the characters interacting with each other. All mm. of, Most of my good things do pertain to things that a couple of star performers who actually mm. brought some ca- charisma to this thing actually do. But considering the people you've got in this, it's just... Well, no, not considering, because unfortunately they do prioritize looking large over mm. being an entertaining personality. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm... I'm amazed that in casting four new young blood people uh, they are like, they end up with an, an MMA fighter and they don't let them fight a boxer and they don't let them box <laughs> an actual actor and they don't give them any lines and who's the fourth one? Uh, I can't even remember Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Oh, Twilight sort of, Yeah, the dude's all sort of melded into one sort of blob oh, God, Like, I mean, did. to be honest, like, this whole movie sort of is, like, meld into blob Like, it's just, it's the fucking kid mixing up all the sodas at, you know, the, the yeah. soda fountain at the burger shop, you know It's just, what if it's <laughs> this, this and this and this and this And, like... Uh, in, sorry, uh, let me roll that back. It's still a kid, mm. and it's got all the action figures from all its favorite yep. '80s action movies, and it's like, and then he does his line from this, and then they do their line from that, and it's just nonsensical plot held barely held together by pointless nostalgia. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but even and, for the nostalgia uh, point, is there's not just there's just no personality. It, almost every character is a stoic badass, and it's really really boring when you get a room yeah. full of the same person. So there's nothing yeah. for anyone to play off of. Like, there's no, mm. you know, if, if uh, Statham was a bit more of a lovable rogue larrikin or something, or, you know, that's why I think Snipes and Banderas stand out a lot more because they have something approaching a personality. But everyone else is yeah. just, you know, there's a bit where Snipes is trying to thank everyone for saving him, but finding it really difficult. And I wrote down, wow, what a man. And if it were this, if this was self-aware enough to have that be a commentary on like that style of masculinity, it'd be something. And it's not. It's just, uh, and then everyone's the no, same. They're all the same kind of gruff family. Yeah, I mean, considering they split these guys up so much, at the very least, you could stick to like the five-man band standard hmm. model of acting of sort of you know the leader who's noble and you know, has this important mission to accomplish and believes in it. The Lancer, who's the Han Solo type, who's constantly, like, making fun. That's your Stallone and Sly, you know, dynamic, if this was actually working. Then you have a big dumb guy, you have a smart little guy, and then you have um, one who's the hard, who brings the whole thing together. Mm -hmm. Just do that if you can't be bothered to do anything interesting. There's literally the five-man band template is right there. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but yeah, they try and shoehorn a bit of this, like, the uh, the new Expendables fighting with the ex-Expendables and, like, old versus young sort of thing like that. And then Stallone at the end is like, no, good work together, everybody. And, like... Let's <laughs> get Stallone. <laughs> I worked on it a lot last night. Like, a lot of this movie, me and my girlfriend were doing sly impressions at each other while oh, watching yeah. this thing. I, oh, that, God, yeah. There are parts where it's incomprehensible. Like, that whole mission where they uh, have to stop and they, when they find out about Melly Gibson's, uh, mm. the re- their reason for being there, I'd misheard. I thought he said we got to do a drop off of some explosives, but it's not. We've got to. It is it, what he actually says is something like we've got to stop this arms dealer who's dropping off these explosives. Like yeah. I literally didn't hear that. Mm. To, to dip into my quick things just briefly, I did enjoy the line where they're ribbing Jason Statham's accent. Want some advice? What's the advice? What goddamn language is that? You know, tell you that on the stage either. Look who's talking. <laughs> yeah, a bit where Harrison Ford, Statham, and Sly are all ribbing yeah. each other because no one I can understand each other. <laughs> That's fun. It demonstrates a little self-awareness. More yeah. of that, please. Mm. 
Yeah, but like when the movie is like trying to be self-aware or winking at the camera, it just comes off as egregious and like... Yeah, it's frustrating. It's not smart enough to really pull it off. No. And it's... I don't know, so many more movies are going to come in and demonstrate how to do this better. But Mm. to close my two tabs from earlier, two movies are going to come in to do this worse. And both of them kind of illustrate what's wrong with this movie. The first I mentioned was um, the Fast and Furious movies, Mm -hmm. which... You know, the most recent one, Fast X, was so egregious because it has this ridiculous cast of characters who are all incredibly bland and basically are just the big name that they introduced and had the ba- as the bad guy in the last mm. one then shows up as a member of the family around the, uh, the barbecue in the next one. And so they've got this insane bloated cast. And in Fast X, they literally give each one three scenes and that beefs it up to a feature length. <laughs> so <laughs> you could, you know, this doesn't do that, however, mm. but it does still have the absolute sort of overwhelming number of characters really just uh, diffusing mm. out what you could do with any one of them um, mm. or, you know, any characterization. So I remember Dolph Lundgren in the first one having like a few poignant scenes and Mickey Rourke was there and there was this oh, yeah. almost almost effectively poignant sense of these are guys past their prime who have lost a lot of friends kind of feel to it but that's been diluted out many many times there's a close couple of moments like they've got the dog Mm. tags hanging on the plane and it's like that sound is Mm. like the echoing you know memory of the people you've lost which but it's a joke almost does something and uh... yeah yeah, and they they they're so clunkily addressed as well. All right, so you still do the dog tag thing, and it's like, yeah, we we get what it means. Yeah, but and, and it almost hmm. has a bit of you know that old versus new, and that could have been interesting if they played into that. Like, there's this kind of baffling bit where you know they're talking about the uh, art warehouse heist, uh, and Sly's like, okay, we go in, and then one of the young guys is like, what's so your plan is to go in guns blazing? He's like, you got a better plan. Yeah. And he's like. Yeah, we'll just shut down all the electronics and then go in quiet and that kind of thing. And there's a weird moment where yeah. the other new guys around him are like, yeah, we do that. It's like, you guys don't know each other. What? Why are you suddenly very supportive? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which kind of works, but yeah, to have even a moment where they're on the plane and maybe he even points at the dog tags and says, see that? That's your future. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Something. Uh, yeah, yeah, almost there kind of as well with Mel Gibson going, well, who's the real criminal here? You know, uh, who's the real yeah, fucking who, sadistic murderer here? You know, a bit Yeah, of he's that killed shit. somebody today, Yeah, you know, mm. kind of thing. But again, it's very standard. It's very sort of villain stuff. Mm. And it, just because you introduced the problem doesn't mean that you've then resolved it. Because yes, they do kill a lot of people and there is very little ground between who is the good guy and who is the bad guy here when the motivation is just revenge. Mm. But the other movie is Grown Ups 2. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie at its worst did feel a little bit like that because it's like all these guys got a paycheck mm. they're all mates they're all friends like i think in the first movie they tried really hard to get someone i can't remember who it was to play the sort of big evil you know planner of the whole thing mm. and then when they couldn't get anyone sly just got you know the co-owner of planet hollywood bruce willis to come and do it mm. and that was just it so <laughs> You know, it's just friends doing favors for each other, getting each other in movies, and it oh, it feels as cynical sometimes as Grown Ups Two. Not mm. quite, because Grown Ups Two literally you need to do nothing other than show up in shorts and stand around and say one of the terrible lines that fucking Adam Sandler's written for you, and you get given millions of dollars to, mm. for the for doing so. This movie, you show up, you get dressed into heavy like gear, mm. hold a machine gun, sometimes hold it up, and then later on they animate gun flare and ejection stuff mm. going on and then every so often your stunt double will run across the field and you get paid for that so sometimes it has that feeling of cynicism to it 
Yeah, uh, like I, I love it as well where we see uh, when we first meet Antonio Banderas's character, who's just happens to be wearing a bandana. Wait, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> There's something there. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it's the thing that he's doing all impressive parkour and flippy doos and stuff while he's wearing the mask. Comes down, like lands, pulls the mask down, and ta-da! <laughs> like, <laughs> it's yeah, just those yeah. sorts of like incredibly see-through moments that yeah, yeah. yeah. really break the immersion. Yeah. I, I oh, absolutely. Kind of yeah. like that bit for just Kelsey Grammer then being like, oh God, it's this guy. And like, did you send me another fake resume? He's like, I, I can do this. I can come, let's hire me already. Oh, oh yeah. Just yeah, the, that... idea, the idea that he's sending him, keeps sending him fake resumes and he keeps falling for it is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's definitely something to that and to that character. There's moments, there's moments of inspiration mm. here, but overall the project is just too oh, yeah. cynical and it just needs to die. And I hate the fact that their big solution is the next one. They just pump more names into it and have more names on the poster when you know exactly what it's going to be like. Mm. At the very least, the most recent one, Expendables 4, the trailer suggests a fight between Megan Fox and Jason Statham. No, that's interesting. And that's. <laughs> That's something I'd like to see. <laughs> I'm curious. You have my attention. <laughs> Expendables 4. You do not quite have my interest. But we shall mm. we shall see how we go. But this movie, yeah, doesn't offer any of that. There's no joy. There's a moment where Arnold Schwarzenegger is at a base and Harrison Ford pulls up. And I try to get into, that's Indiana Jones meeting the Terminator. Mm. But I can't. I can't tap into that childhood excitement because I know they're just going to grimly mumble some lines at each other and then get on with it. This is it? This is your evac team? Short notice. Yeah, very short. Where's your team? Major drama. No team. This one's off the books. I'm not even here. Nobody's here. Well, that's it, because they're not really playing characters. They're just essentially being themselves and it's just... Like, and I'm pretty sure Arnie, Arnie only did this movie because they said, yeah, you can smoke cigars on set. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was even smoking in the hospital scene. Like, <laughs> Amazing. Well, look, let's, unless anyone has any other big criticisms to make, I think maybe we should just move on to quick fires. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've got anything left. <laughs> Disappointing. <laughs> like people say wasted potential and you might think well you see the last two but it, no there was continued potential to actually yeah. use some of these charismatic characters oh. maybe drop some of the football players and stuff you've yeah. got hanging around but there's a chance to use the charismatic players to actually do stuff even the idea that again briefly for a moment i thought okay maybe they are actually kind of getting rid of the old cast and trying to introduce a new one who can you know yeah. actually run and do some stunts and that's an interesting yeah. concept but no not really yeah, just use everyone to their to their strengths, you know. Mm. It's just uh, there was a lot of wasted potential here, but there were some good things. So mm-hmm. let us quick fire. Quick fire. Uh, I'd say I've already mentioned Antonio Banderas just being fun. So I'm gonna say when they go to the bare knuckle boxing match that's in the car park for some reason, and we have yeah. that long escalator sh- shot of Stallone for some reason. Uh, someone's dad is just in the background uh, and he's just got this expression of, I'm just looking for my car. What is going on here? And I don't know. He's right after, um, right after Kelsey Grammer goes, no, not these guys. These guys are pussies. And there's just a dude who yeah. looks like someone's dad standing there. And I laughed for about a minute. <laughs> you gotta love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elliot? 
Um, hmm. Uh, yeah, actually, to bring it back to uh, the funnest part of the movie, Antonio Banderas. I do like his uh, line, like after, um, you know, the the young guys have been captured and Stallone's all on his own, but, you know, uh, Zorro manages to find him. I don't need a friend. Yes, you do. Everybody does. You know, I, I, I don't have any friends. That's why I know. Yeah. I thought that, again, yeah. he's the best part of this movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, by far. Is that, and is that later on? There's there's another friends line later on where is I think it's Jason Statham. It's when he shows back up and he sort of says yeah. that we're with you, and he looks at him really poignantly and says, "You didn't have to come along, Christmas." Sure, I did. Morons need friends. Yeah, <laughs> that that caught me. Cut. <laughs> I, I did also write down morons need friends. Like, okay, that's good. Yeah, it's cute. I I kind of like. For some reason, Jason Statham lights the fuck up when you put him in a cockpit. I don't know what it is, but all of his scenes in a cockpit in this, he suddenly is like into it. And Mm. he's being fun and he's being kind of self-effacing as well. Like his first interaction with Wesley Snipes is kind of fun. He kind of deflates to make room for Snipes' ego. Mm. Um, And it's like a good foil. Are you a knife man? Best ever. I'm the knife before Christmas. <laughs> Ain't that right, Barney? I believe you say so. Probably freestyling with a blade while you still sucking on your daddy's titty, trying to learn how to eat with a spoon. I like that. It does look like he's genuinely breaking on set, which is nice to see in times. But, I mean, yeah. how could you not when Wesley Snipes is saying things like, I, I was uh, an expert in knives when you were still sucking on your daddy's titty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. I missed that. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I want to correct you, but I don't. I think we both know that's not going to go anywhere. He also has the line in there where, well, you know, I'd love to party with you boys, but uh, I don't have my shit. Oh. That's my shit. <laughs> it's like, it's such a high yeah. delivery that it really, yeah. I, I that got it. me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that to BT? Uh, there's a bit where when Stallone's driving in the you know doing the whole recruiting montage that he's driving with Kelsey Grammer and Grammer's like Kelsey Grammer's like uh, so when was the last time you got a checkup and for a second I think this is going to be an acknowledgement of how fucking old they are but instead he does this <laughs> fake out about how he's got maybe lung cancer and it's doesn't really uh, it was disappointing because it was yeah. it was kind of interesting and kind of character driven and also the idea that he'd be like when was your last checkup and Stallone would be like I don't need no checkup and be like oh dude guys of our age we absolutely have yeah, to visit definitely. the doctor at least <laughs> once every six months it's critical yeah, for your Jesus, health man. yeah Kelsey just, Grammer it, just turns to the camera I know it's uncomfortable but bend over <laughs> for the benefit of your health I'm think, Kelsey think Grammer. of your kids yeah. I'm Dr. <laughs> Fraser Crane you weren't even that kind of doctor <laughs> I still had a basic medical trait. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elliot? Fuck, I think my only other good thing to mention is... <laughs> um, yeah, look, in this final action scene, which is just a big flurry of fucking machine guns and arugula launchers, um, I yeah. did love the bit where dirt bike guy gets up on his dirt bike, finds a ramp somehow in the debris, and That's then just launches up a helicopter. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, um, That's right, he ramps up a rotor. <laughs> yeah, see, this is the kind of fun you can have with these sort of set pieces because, yeah, it's oh, stupid, absolutely. but I love this. Yeah, turning a crashed helicopter into a dirt bike ramp that you then launch up, and then he like uh, grabs the metal poles and then just uh, swings his way into the thing and shoots the d- like that. 
I, I popped for that moment. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that, that is, again, one of my notes is like, that is the absolute over-the-top campy kind of moment that you need in this thing. Yeah, but, I mean, otherwise yeah, in the scene definitely. of, yeah, just um, firing weapons, like, again, like, Ronda Rousey almost gets a moment when they're fighting around the poker chip tables and she does, yeah. like, technically put a dude in an arm bar, but it's, like, it, it's... It's such a poor use of your Ronda Rousey. Like, yeah. Yeah. She does some Black Widow-esque kind of flipping yeah. kick stuff in the final fight, which I kind of liked. But mm. yeah, the camera is just incredibly frustratingly Western, I would yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, for real. Okay. Yeah, so well, even like... my good note is uh, surrounded by a <laughs> cloud of bad A big right? caveat. Big yeah. Fine, classic, classic OG- OGT. Um, I quite liked Quiet Arnie in the hospital when he's there sort of, you know, trying to be somber and such. I mean, mm. Quiet Arnie works quite well. He's got that good, deep voice as long as he's given relatively simple things to pronounce. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it works well. Obviously, it's not my favourite use of Arnie. My favourite use of Arnie is to get him yelling weird things about tumours at children, but it seems that he's reluctant <laughs> to do that these days. So mm. I will take quiet, somber Arnie over whatever he's doing for the rest of the movie, which is like self-aware mm. Arnie. It's, uh, yeah, uh, similar quiet moment. There's a you know montage. I can't quite remember when, but it's got Snipes, who we know has been in prison for ten years, mm. and he's just kind of staring at his hotel bed. And then it cuts to yeah. him laying a blanket down on the floor and lying on that because the implication yeah. being that's how he slept for the past ten years, and the concept of yeah. a big comfy bed is incredibly foreign to him. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, um, Elliot, are you moment. out now? I think so. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got no a box, worries. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how, if anything occurs to you. Uh, feel free to yeah. call out. I, f- I will say Lundgren has a great face for this. He's given nothing mm. to do in this, but just him looking so like haggard and old. Even though I don't think he's the oldest member of the crew, but he just looks so old. <laughs> it kind of works. He's got that sort of very large man who's yeah. you know capable of causing some damage. But they've lost the kind of unpredictability because if I remember correctly, he was the wild card, and in the first one, he even goes nuts a bit, and they have to yeah. fight him into submission or something like that. So something. I don't know. They've lost any characterization, but yeah. at least he still looks. Good. Yeah, and well, at he... one point, he gets one of the same like Leela wristbands sort of things, yeah. and does nothing with it, does he? I don't remember. Uh, they do have a line with like uh, I can't remember what, but. The only thing he's been doing with it is like checking the weather or something. Yeah, I use it to check the weather. Mm. Which is again yeah. kind of funny. The idea he got some high tech yeah. piece of something but he doesn't know what it does, <laughs> so it just does the one yeah. thing he knows how to do. <laughs> um hang on a second. I have I've just imagined the whole time he's standing there thinking, I, I do have a master's in chemical engineering. I could yeah. still have a career <laughs> change with that. You know he got uh, that in Sydney? Really? Oh wow. Yeah. That's yeah, so I'm just trying to imagine massive ass Dolph Lundgren walking around Sydney Uni. <laughs> Dude, yeah. While while he was getting that degree, he was working as a bouncer in King's Cross, which yeah, no yeah I don't shit. know if you know Paul. It was like, especially at that time, was like yeah. one of the roughest areas of Sydney. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's the guy you need. It's a guy who For knows real. chemistry and has big muscles. <laughs> uh, there's a bit when they've caught racist ass Melly Gibsons and they're on the plane back and hidden in the background is an N7 insignia from Mass Effect and I was like oh wow I see good. what you did there because it looks like a military thing so it may not have been intentional maybe <laughs> someone's just go grab all the military shit and they were like oh this looks like a thing 
But yeah, no, we'll, we'll... live action promo we did for Mass Effect Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to think it was some nerd sneaky little uh, little Mass Effect reference in there. <laughs> um, does anyone with a better memory uh, remember what I mean by "I got another one"? Brackets phone. Oh uh, no! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah Statham yeah, yeah. throws his phone away or something, or throws it in the water. Or no, something. I think I think it's um when Sly is talking to Harrison Ford, and uh. I think Harrison Ford says we need to bring him alive, and he like t- t- smashes the phone, and he's like, "You sm- broke the phone." I got another one. That's it. Mm. <laughs> I got another one. Good. Um, Good. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Uh, look, Mel-, Mel Gibson is nicely hateable in this. Um, he yeah, do- he, he does a villain fairly well, and yeah, um, not not hey. to defend him in any sense, just no, he, he is pleasantly hateable. He has a lot of charisma. That's what yeah. got him through the eighties, and he still does it <laughs> now and then, and reminds you, oh yeah, this guy is watchable. I think yeah. that's the thing of a lot of these sort of narcissistic assholes is that they yeah. are, <laughs> they have a lot of charisma. It's how they yeah. kind of keep people around, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, which, yeah. like, uh, where were they going with this where, like, Antonio Banderas was, like, kind of flirting with Ronda Rousey at certain points as well? Oh, God, the yeah. amount of flirting with Ronda Rousey is so gross. It's like, come yeah. on, guys, you've included a, a, a female member of the team. Don't just make her the butt of all the sexual, like, tension jokes. Yeah. And, like, they make it, they... Oh, my God, sorry, an advert was on television for, like, a family D&D game thing. <laughs> Get rid of you. Um... <laughs> Yeah, like they try to even out a little bit with like some homoerotic um, jokes going back and forth, but not much. And it's just oh, really that's right. Okay, there's another good thing I can point to. Uh, okay, Sly looks at Arnie and Jet Li, who are yeah. having like yes. a little quiet chuckle with each other, and goes, "Well, you get a room," and then they just kind of cuddle and laugh at him. Like I really, I thought that was cute. Yeah, yeah, I, I wrote that down as being like. I mean, I want to believe they secretly established a relationship off screen. Are they implying that? Because I feel like this film wouldn't do that. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what else I'm supposed to take from it. I think I saw a headline that suggested the director did confirm that, but he might have just been like trolling or making a. If if I'm really being um, generous, maybe he was making a J.K. Rowling joke about artificial representation. But I doubt it. Probably he just thought that was funny. But yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's a nice moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sly makes some very amusing Sly noises when there's a missile that goes off near him. <laughs> it's near the near the end, and a missile goes off, and he just kind of goes. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, just very Sly mm. <laughs> noises. Yeah, I thought. Um, actually, man, I I am thinking of more good things as I go yeah. on. Um, but like again, with the caveat that it doesn't pay off in any meaningful way. Um, yeah, in that opening scene where they uh, their big bomb goes off and Terry Crews injured and all that, like yeah. they do that thing where um, the the voices are sort of drowned out by the epic score and just like the persistent of like the tinnitus mm. uh, yeah. settling in and like yeah, it's a all very bleak moment. But yeah, between that and that moment at the end where yeah, it's like reacts to uh, to the rocket launcher going off near him. Yeah, yeah. it's like. Mm. Yeah, this guy's deaf by now. All these people yeah. are yeah. deaf by now. There's no yeah, way. It's incredibly deaf. It needs Anyone's some getting out of here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight is map, map, down and map. BT? Yeah, uh, let's see. Um, okay, where Banderas, when he finally gets accepted to the team, just has this little moment oh, yeah. of dancing, and it's like, okay, he's just too much fun. I love that he's, he's chatty, <laughs> he's so and he's really energetic, and yeah. Can I help you up there? 
You're a mechanic now? Of course I am a mechanic. I am whatever you need me to be, sir. Okay, then just be quiet. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, and he's doing the classic sort of comedic relief role that he used to get in the 90s, but when it turns out, if you put someone that's actually likable in that role, not, not Rob Schneider... And sorry, just because my next one is related yeah. to the weird flirting with Ronda Rousey. I, there's oh, something yeah. about how he says, What about the egg, huh? I am the egg. Like, I just got <laughs> me. It's the dumbest <laughs> lie, but I, just the way he says it is hilarious. <laughs> there's a reason he got the voice of Puss. <laughs> uh, speaking of fun, dumb lines, I mean the final action put down line. What about the egg, huh? The egg. <laughs> yeah, In uh, any other context, what does that mean? <laughs> I know, well, that's the thing. I feel like it has to be a reference to his "I am the law" from um, oh, uh, wow. Judge Dredd. Oh wow! Think about that. Deep but that said, Judge Dredd, you can listen to a review <laughs> on OGT. Is not a good yeah. movie, and it's not something people really <laughs> think about when they think about Sly Stallone's good action films. I mean, if they only reference their good movies, they'd be <laughs> true. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's iconic one, for the wrong so... reasons. So. Well, indeed, another one. So, if you've got some more stuff, um, I think all of my last ones have been taken. Like riding a motocross bike through a battlefield is the exact camp this yeah. needs, and yep. then oh yeah, uh, there's a bit. Okay, so I know Statham's whole thing is also having knives. You know, I think at the end of the first film, he throws it at a target, and that's what cuts to black. Uh, but in this, <laughs> Statham and Snipes are just staring at each other before they both blindly throw it to dartboard. Yeah. And the throw I don't care about, but the stare is actually quite nice. And again, maybe it would have been so funny if they'd looked and they'd both missed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just the moment of, yeah, you can call it homoeroticism, you can call it broing down, you can call it even breaking character a little bit, but they have a moment where they're just... Yeah, they just stare at each other, and it's it's cute. Yeah, it is cute. <laughs> and that's my last moment, is in terms of cute, the karaoke did take me by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> when you think, oh, okay, they're actually going to sing. Like, that was yeah, a I surprise, was... and there aren't that many surprises in this movie, and it's kind of nice. Yeah, I thought it was just going to be the background in the bar music, and, oh, it's karaoke, and they're all belting out old man. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God bless them. <laughs> And it's just weird that, yeah. yeah, it's like, that was like 1967. It is an old song. <laughs> Way to represent the youth. It's, yeah. it's like in Top Gun Maverick when it's like, hey, I know a cool party trick. I'm going to play great balls of fire on this piano. <laughs> goodness gracious. God. Good, goodness gracious. And that's going to do it for quick firing. The next thing we do is check in with the OG team, which means I need to go get my phone, which I left on the other side of the room. Excuse me, please. Uh. <laughs> Let us check in with that team. Team, 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 team. Oh, yeah, hang on. I have, to, I have to say, OG team. So I get my voice reverbed. <laughs> yeah. You should do the OG team. Uh, OG team. <laughs> OG team. Okay. How many of these other actors have like voices you can even impersonate? <laughs> Give yeah. me the best Randy oh, Couture. I was about to say, that other guy that I don't know the name of, I don't even know what he sounds like. <laughs> Some of these people I'm pretty sure have like only the recruitment line. Yeah, what's a Dolph Lundgren oh, impersonation that's not based in his fucking Rocky movie? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're not doing his Russian, you have to have a go at trying to do a Swedish. Oh, <laughs> Try and do it like a bulky Max... Um, Maz Mikkelsen? That's not what I mean. Max von Sydow. Mm. Okay. And Ronda Rousey, right. fucking 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> OG team. Fucking charisma OG vacuum. Team. God damn. G- OG team. Yeah. I know you guys don't watch great. wrestling, but my God, her run was just so fucking flat and disappointing. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's such a shame. I mean, despite the fact that, yeah, she's... Well, yeah, transphobia and fucking everything like yeah. that. But, like, yeah, <laughs> in a bubble, yeah, her wrestling run yeah. was just... It could have been so much better. Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah, when the thing you're supposed to be good at is boring... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And when they're just not prepared to use the thing you're good at, it makes yeah. it especially um, frustrating. Okay. Right. We have got a few things from the OG team. The first from uh, the BT you've been speaking to as an imposter, Adolf Van Calloway. I, I have no idea what he's talking about. What? Yeah. You, your Twitter's been hacked. I guess. <laughs> it's by myself. Barely <laughs> commonplace. Um, says in a via meme of Sideshow Bob. That was a well-plotted piece of non-claptrap that never made me want to retch. <laughs> Quite true. I mean, I don't know who he is, but yeah, I agree with him. <laughs> and I like the Kelsey Grammer connection as well. <laughs> oh, God. Me- uh, on, what is this platform called? The platform formerly known as Facebook. It's still Facebook. The uh, company is a different name now. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Okay, that's good. So, on Facebook, uh, Jennifer Stone says, I have not gotten into the series, but I truly appreciate that you are <laughs> We're suffering through this for for the team. It looks like an awesome high school reunion, uh, one that I would uh, attend, unlike my own. Uh, most pleased to see Terry Crews and Jet Li in the cast. Please tell me that Jet and Stafe get some fun screen time. Oh, dear. Mm, <laughs> so very sorry, sorry to disappoint. Oh, mm. God. Loved the one, did not enjoy war. That's fair. Um, this could be great. It's not. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, like this is so like uh. sweet to like look at this poster, which again mm. has everyone smiling maniacally in it, and to just think none of whom have clearly ever been on set at the same day yep. based on this yep. poster. Even Mel Gibson's on the poster smiling. Is this a spoof? <laughs> yeah, I think they just got the rap photo and turned that into the movie poster. Like. Yeah. <laughs> It's insane. But yeah, to look at this and just be like, oh, wow, I hope that Jason Statham and Jet Li get some stuff. It's like, mm. no, it's not. I just, it's so not what they're doing. Let and it's Jet so Li punch someone. It. Let the people who do the thing do the thing. <laughs> oh, God. And then um, uh, Bex Watson just says, Jason Hart. <laughs> Got to support yeah. when your husband shows up and stuff. But this, this is... Uh, I can't remember any physical thing. Oh, oh, no, he does some good knife stuff. He froze knives, but I also remember there's a bit where he like springs out and just knifes a guy a whole bunch of times really quickly. Mm, yep. And it looks and feels quite good. So there's a little bit of safe action, but he doesn't do any cool stuff with his legs. Well, which is what uh, he but to do. I also kind of forgot that knives were his thing. And then to have another right? guy whose knives is his thing. <laughs> why isn't that more of a thing? Yeah. yeah. Like if you're going to break this down into combat classes, have a knife guy, have a sniper, yeah. like have a heavy gunner. Which you do with Terry Crew, like break them down in this way. Just play Team yeah. Fortress Two and create those ranks. Yeah. Instead, everyone's just a bland machine gun person. But I mean, man, like, this is the know, same sort of thing that we had when we reviewed Dungeons and Dragons. It's a really imbalanced team. Like, <laughs> yeah. And Sly well, spends a lot of time going into traps and mazes on his own. <laughs> but you can do something with that, like uh, you know, in the Suicide Squad, where Piss- yeah. Peacemaker and I know I said Peacemaker, uh, Peacemaker <laughs> and. Um, Ah, was it? It's not Deadshot. It's the other guy. Um, um it's uh, it's Joel Kinnaman's character, isn't well, it? Uh, 
No, no, it's, uh, whatever. no it's Idris, not. Idris Elba's character. Yes. Um, yeah, anyway, yes. they, they're going through, the, they're both like, you know, hitmen and they're both going through the camp trying to outdo each other with trick shots. Yes. Have that with <laughs> Statham and Snipes trying to do cool knife shit. Yeah, mm. they, they just didn't know how to make this fun. Mm. More than the Suicide Squad in a minute. In fact, almost immediately because it's time for the one better thing. The one better thing. Um, Elliot, would you like to start? Uh, no, I forgot to think about this one. <laughs> I got a bunch. Okay. <laughs> PT, go for it. <laughs> uh, I won't steal yours. Obviously, you've got it. Uh, the movie Crank, with the Statham in it, is uh, 10 mm, seconds yep. of plot and then wall-to-wall nonsense yep. over-the-top action, and it is so much fun. And even the sequel is surprisingly good. Uh, oh, yeah. So, Crank, check it out. It's ridiculous and fantastic. Hot Fuzz was an obvious pick for me. Oh, uh, yeah. If you want to see... Homages to 80s action film that are actually fun and actually both doing its service while also doing a bit of a parody. Perfect. Uh, and I got a couple more, but the one I really want to really throw to is that one episode of Spaced where they have a mime shootout. is fantastic. Oh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a cool sequence. Um, I'll, I'll go through mine, um, which is I, I do have the Suicide Squad because, yes, that is what I was thinking about is ensemble action films. Mm. And really, when you think about it, we've been so blessed over the past decade since this movie came out with great ensemble action movies. Mm. Um, even just discounting the, f- the few good Marvel movies that I stand by and, you know, the other sort of superhero things. Both Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad, I think, do the ensemble action thing really well. Suicide Squad better, admittedly. Um, where it's yeah. just a group, they keep everybody in- involved, they keep finding new things for them to do, and new little both performance-based things and action things for- to keep them interesting and exciting. It's insane how natural they make that seem um, and how simple they make it seem. But also, like, the Raid 2 <laughs> in a movie where, you know, our lead character is only involved in, like, a third of the fight scenes that are in the thing because they've got like Hammer Girl and they've got like all these other people and the gray haired guy and all these other cool characters doing things. And again, it adds having that many characters just makes it feel like a more sprawling and open world. Mm. And nobody does that better than the John Wick movies where by the time you get to John Wick 4, you've just got constant companions where you think, oh, I want to see their movie. Mm. <laughs> I want to see what they're all about. And then also Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 also achieved that really ably. Just, you know, with all of these different side characters, the Hayley Atwell character and, um, oh God, Rebecca Ferguson's character. Just so many fun characters and they know how to split them up and make them feel at least somewhat interesting and involving between the action scenes. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess... I think, yeah, as an exercise, you could probably go through any of the Expendables movies and find Mm. the very on-the-nose references to the previous movies that these people had been in and just go and watch those. (laughs) Like, get to the chopper. Yeah, fucking, yeah. Uh, Yeah, and, um, yeah, Harrison Ford makes a sort of reference to I Know Some Maneuvers uh, from Star Wars and, again, fucking amazing ensemble movies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, did you have another one? Sorry, Paige. Yeah, I just want to have a quick th- throw. Um, to be fair, I've not seen it for like 20 years, but my memory of it is good. Uh, the movie Assassins, which has Sly Stallone and oh, Antonio God. Banderas in it. You're right. And, yes, um, that was a Richard Donner mm. film, and Richard Donner specialised in making movies that are better than it feels like they need to be. And Julianne yeah. Moore played the love interest. Yeah. And like for my memory, this was a pretty good film, and I'm pretty sure it's also the yeah. Wachowskis' writing, so before pre-Matrix. You're right. So, um, yep. Prebound. Check. This yeah. is like one of their first first gigs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Assassins I enjoyed. Mm. I remember really enjoying that movie. Yeah. I the Wachowskis did Bound. Yeah, they directed Bound. Like the Gina Gershon movie, Jennifer yeah. Tilly. Oh my god, I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> 
And um, you got jo- Joe Pantaleone in there. Hmm. So you got Cypher ahead of uh, hmm. ahead of his thing. Yeah, uh-huh. I saw Bound at the cinema as part of uh, the BFI's incredibly fun series, Be Gay, Do Crime. Which is great. <laughs> <laughs> great program. I really love that. Um, yeah, oh my God. And you can so see the roots of the Matrix in the stylization. There's a bit where they phone the apartment next door and the camera like goes down the phone uh-huh. line and across and through the wall. And it's like, oh yeah, I see where the Matrix is going to come from. <laughs> and it's just, ugh. Anywho. Those are all. Those are all so much better than this. <laughs> Go watch any of the things we've just talked about, um, and then come right back because you've got some podcasts to listen to, guys. How can people find out more about your endeavors? Mm. Oh yeah. Um. So uh, I guess the yeah the big thing is uh, the Simpsons Index, where we're reviewing mm. uh, Simpsons. We used to review three episodes at a time with one f- episode <laughs> coming from each decade, but we've since caught up to the first nineteen seasons. So. When you first started doing that, it must have just been like, oh, we can go forever. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's so many episodes. This will last us for all time. Well, we I mean, three we, at a time. we still can. They're, you know, they've yep. just finished uh, season 34. They're renewed up to God. season 36. Yep. And yeah, we're cut oh, down God. to just reviewing one new episode at a time. New still being like from yep, the last yep, 15 yep. years. So Podcast uh, go check the die. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, go check that out at thesimpsonsindex.com. Uh links to our other stuff, yeah, including uh Thrones of Game where we reviewed Game of Thrones backwards. Um mm-hmm. G'day EW, uh where I'm reviewing yeah. AEW wrestling with Dando from Four Finger Discount. Um yeah. and uh yeah, also every Thursday uh I'm streaming with a good friend of uh, both of our pods, uh Sean Fleurl and uh, we're, we're playing a Call of Cthulhu game uh, every Thursday uh-huh. night, uh, 7 p.m. Australian mm-hmm. Eastern Time. Look up how to convert that over at twitch.tv slash dreadedgm. Uh, am I forgetting anything, BT? Yeah, we're also th- forgetting our scripted fiction podcast, Pulp Fury Radio, where we ta- do Ooh. audio plays based on a range of, range of pulp genres. So if you want a bit of fiction in your podcasting, uh, check that out. There's a little bit of fantasy, a little bit of murder mystery, a little bit of noir, a little something for everybody. Yeah. yeah, amazing! Such a diverse spread of mm. things. Yeah, we're so getting such a fun. big cast that eventually they're all gonna just not have enough time. You get one minute of each, and that's all we have time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, that'll be easy to write and prepare, and apparently people will go see it. Mm. So, <laughs> meanwhile, over here at the um, OGT Towers, all you need to do is go to OGT Pod in order to find out more about this podcast, or look up Quest Fantastic, or Jen and the Film Critic, or any of the other things that are probably all in the episode description anyway. So, yeah, I think that'll just about cover it. Mm-hmm. I'm Paul Couture. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> saying his name right, like Hort Couture. <laughs> uh, um, I'm J- I'm Elliot J. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh God, if Randy Savage was in these, <laughs> resurrect Randy Savage and put him in these movies. Yes, replace yeah, Randy Couture with Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm B. Terry Crews. and remember the one good thing about expendthreedables is oh yeah Wesley Snipes (laughs) I I did have a note where I just wrote what if you put Mr. Bean in one of these 